Hello and welcome back to the Ford Taylor Talks podcast. I'm Pat Williams. Ford Taylor, how are you, my friend? I am doing well. A little on the crazy busy side, but you know what? I don't think I'm the only one. I think there's a lot going on in our world today, and I think we're all trying to get things done. You know, me too. I was uh, thinking that not very often in our lives as we walk out this thing called transformational leadership, we talk a lot, not in the podcast setting, about people that we've experienced, we've taught, we've equipped, we've launched into the TL world, and then we kind of get feedback them from them, and then you and I kind of, you coach me through, well, here's what I, here's what I said, and you'll go, yeah, that was good, here's something else to tell them. So we have a lot of that banter back and forth. Yes, we do, and it's a lot of fun, and today, uh, I think for our audience, we're going to do that live, so I have no <laughs> idea what you're going to bring up to me. This is going to be like we just got on a phone, or you yeah. me and said, let me tell you what happened, what do you think, and so this will be fun. So I may get stubbed here, but I'm good with that. Well, Ford, as you know, uh, we've spent some significant time with a group recently. And uh, after spending significant time uh, in a two-day, we broke out and met with some leaders. Uh, and there's always fruit that comes from those breakout meetings. And we certainly had fruit during this particular meeting. Uh, but I had lunch with with one of the participants today, and he was remiss in telling me when you were asking the participants to um, mark on the truth continuum and the trust continuum uh, where they saw their colleagues, he did not feel that his colleagues were being truthful. He thought they were putting them uh, more trustworthy, better performers than we than they were to avoid conflict. And after thinking about it and going back into his manual and reading that you have to bring 100% of the truth all the time because the 10 or 20 or, or 30% you leave out is going to be the lens that you view that person through. No question. That's <laughs> true. So... I want to hear how you would have responded to that because, you know, me and my, in my brain, I'm thinking if you just do what, if you just walk out what it says, you don't do half, you don't do three quarters. Of course, I love his spirit for at least recognizing, uh, but he felt it would have been awkward in that moment to call the individual out that was overly rating uh, their counterparts. Okay, so I want to be sure I understand. There were a number yeah. of people in the room. Yeah. We had them all go up to the board. Uh, we drew this thing called the trust continuum. We drew a line right down the middle. On the right side, the trust continuum are those that are more trusting. And on the left side are people that aren't as trusting. Correct. And then we have a quadrant that we overlay that on. It's called the high individual performance quadrant. And it, that is made up of two things, healthy relationships and high individual performers. Yes. That's how you build a high performing team. And so we had them go up to the board and put the people in the room. Uh, each person put where they saw themselves as it related to that team. And then each of them also put all the rest of the team members up in that quadrant where they thought they fell. High performer, healthy relationship, low performer, healthy relationship, high performer, unhealthy relationship, low performer, unhealthy relationship. 
And someone, someone came to you and said, they don't think that one of the other people were honest on where they put everyone. Is, am I understanding your question correctly? Yeah, but he was most, <clears throat> I don't want to say he or she, they were most concerned that they didn't say something when they saw it happening based on behavior that that one person or gossip pre-TL right. uh, that they have experience with the person that they were grading. Okay. So uh, I just want to be sure that before I answer, because this is what I do, you know, yes. that I'll be yes. sure before I give counsel that I got a clear picture. Yes. Okay. And so this particular person was concerned about how another person rated everyone and part of the, and the fact that he didn't speak up because he had prior information prior to TL, how this guy had gossiped about some of the people he rated. Yes. Therefore, he knew that he didn't feel that way about them based on prior conversations. Yes. Very good. Well, the first thing I would have said to him is really well done on bringing that up and, um, you know, and catching it in yourself. You know, this, this is what leaders do. We all make mistakes and you, you've acknowledged one. And then I would have asked him, okay, now that you know that, what do you think is the best idea to go back and fix it? And then based on his answer, uh, I would have encouraged him to go back to whoever that person was. And first of all, I would tell him to do a six-step apology for listening to the gossip to start with, you know, pre-TL. So that would be number one. I'm sorry that I listened and I had this information based on old conversations. Number two, I would have him do a second six-step apology for not calling him out when he did it, at least privately, you know, pull him off to the side and say, would you mind going back in there and redoing that? And then I'd have him do a third one that he didn't trust their relationship enough that he felt like he could do that. So I'd probably do that last one second and then the other one third. And then I would say, may I share with you uh, what I, you know, I may be wrong, but could I give you some feedback? But I would have him do those apologies first and then ask if he could give the feedback that he wished he had given on that day. Good stuff, man. I was pretty close. Yeah. Well, tell us what you did. <laughs> You're a TL dude. I'm sure you nailed it. You and know, it, I was. In we want our listeners to know that none of us are perfect at this. I'm not perfect at it. And you could ask me the same question tomorrow and I might invert or change the order of the six steps, but, but I'm pretty much always going to start there. As you know, take responsibility for my part, which now opens the door for me to give feedback that I didn't give before. So in general, that's the feedback. So go ahead. Well, I thanked him for sharing with me and I thanked him because, you know, as, as we know, uh, as leaders, most leaders blind spots, or they're not very self-aware. So, uh, self-evaluating is is really hard for folks to do. So, uh, kudos to him. I gave him kudos for being self-aware and um, going back into the material and realizing that in that instance, he had permission to be open and honest with everybody in the room because we had just signed the social covenant. And we all agreed we weren't going to be offended. We were going to get everything out on the table. So I thought that was really good on his part. And then maybe not as uh, eloquently as you just, as you just put it, uh, he had to go back to, to what I thought uh, 
when that room reconvenes, so this is where it really, and, and, and this is help that you can give me, when that group gets back together, I thought that was the time to um, address the issue, saying what he didn't say last time with all of them in the room at the same time. I do think he ultimately has to get there, but I think he does his apologies and has the conversation privately first and then says to them, I think it's important, even if I'm wrong and everybody in the room agrees with where you put people, I still think it's important for us to build our team that we come back to this conversation and have it in the room. However, since he is admitting that he was the one that was wrong, I would go to that person privately uh, because that person may not want him to publicly apologize. You know, I learned this the hard way. Uh, I publicly apologize to someone uh, for, I mean, I privately apologize and then I publicly apologize, but I did not ask their permission. And I learned the hard way from now on. If I do something publicly that's wrong, I am going to do the private apology, but I'm going to ask for permission to do the public one. Uh, because that could embarrass someone because I, I did that. It was probably eight or 10 years ago. And that was a hard lesson. So I, I would recommend that he goes privately first. Good stuff. Um, for case scenario number two, all of within a 24 hour period. NPW, just so you know, I don't know those people that well. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I know who put all the people in the quadrant, <laughs> the rose colored glasses. But that's <laughs> I, even, um, I, think I challenged it. I think I even said, really, everybody's up. I mean, I think I even challenged it that day. I said, that's rare. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I did. If it's the same person. So, so during our, uh, our two day and often uh, we get asked this question, what's one tool that could most impact an organization. And I've heard you say, and I've probably said it 30 times, I believe uh, the social covenant to me is if I had just to pick one tool, I would uh, install the social covenant, build it as a, as a group, install it as a team, sign it, make a big deal out of it, and then uh, you know walk it out. So uh, as you know, recently we've, we've signed several social covenants. And it came to my attention that someone that was in the two day had received some negative feedback of someone that wasn't in the two day. And I said, well, how did you handle that? They were, they were saying something negative about somebody else, but they weren't in the social covenant. And I said, well, how'd you handle that? Well, his answer was, well, they're not in the social covenant. So, of course, I'm going to let you answer. You know how I answered. Uh, they know what to do now. Uh, they go back to the person. They encourage them very strongly to go talk directly to the person that they were giving that negative feedback about. Uh, but, of course, the 48-hour rule and some of the, the, the nuts and bolts of the social government, they wouldn't have. But they could certainly do that person a huge favor and maybe change their lives by telling them, to go directly back to the person that they were talking about. Yeah, PW, as you've heard me say in the trainings and business consulting and wherever we are, you know, I tell people, if you don't sign this, that's okay with me. I'm still going to live by it. So I'm going to do that for you, whether you do it for me or not. And so there's a lot of people, especially years ago, before I started really drawing this line in the sand on gossip, uh, I, I didn't have to be in kind of a, any kind of agreement with them to let them know 
I don't, I choose not to listen to gossip. And since you didn't really ask me before you said it, it's really easy for me. Am I part of the problem? Well, clearly not, not on this one. <laughs> Am I part of the solution? Well, maybe, well, if I'm part of the solution, we can call this not gossip. But if I'm not part of the solution, this is gossip. So which one is it? And they'll usually say, well, you're part of the solution. And I'll say, well, you know what? The answer's the same either way, okay? No matter what you said, the answer's the same. The solution is you go back and talk to that person uh, and apologize for listening to the gossip and tell them that now you want to hear from them and the person they gossiped about that they had their meeting and they got it all resolved. And when you start doing that with other people, you're going to find that uh, your time, your, your productivity with your life is going to go through the roof and the productivity of the people that we're helping not do the gossip, their productivity is going to go up. And so that's how I would handle it exactly the same way, whether they were in the covenant or not. I, I wouldn't waver from the way I would handle it. Good stuff. Good stuff. You know, it's funny when we, we talk about these um, you know, real life scenarios. I mean, how many times a day do you have to not coach? I mean, because I feel like I don't want to overcoach, overteach. It just feels like there's so many opportunities to do it. When do you hold back? When do you just not say anything? You know, I work with I work with a lot of <laughs> leaders. One of the leaders, one of the groups of leaders I worked with in Cincinnati a few years ago. I mean, they had asked me to lead. I mean, they they basically said, "Will you lead us?" And one and one day they said, "Are you ever not teaching? Are you ever not coaching?" And I said, "You know, that's a great question. Probably the answer is no. I probably pretty much always am, or being coached one or the other. So uh, I think we all have to be careful that we aren't." coaching when we're not asked to, that we're not mentoring, giving counsel when we're not asked. And of course, you know, especially husbands to wives, but just generally speaking, I think we have to be careful. And PW and I work with a group of uh, national leaders um, and the same thing happened on the phone call uh, with them, that they said some things about one of my dear friends and then they asked me to join their executive team. And I said, well, I'll consider it. However, I can't consider it. And I'm not in a covenant with them. Okay. But I can't do that unless you're willing to go have this conversation. And the next day they had it and it went like gold. It was platinum. Uh, both parties were extremely happy that they had it and, and everything got resolved. And that didn't surprise me. I knew that's what would happen because I know my dear friend and I knew how he would take the feedback. He'd be appreciative of it. Uh, and so, yeah, even then, not being in the covenant, I said, you know, I, I can't come help you unless you're willing to have this conversation first. So I treat it the same way every time. Ford, uh, you've, been, um, you've been traveling, you've been West Coast, East Coast. Um, you know, we don't really update on this podcast uh, where in the world is Ford Taylor. Uh, we try to give tools, uh, practical, uh, implementable tools on the podcast. When you said you wanted to do the podcast, say, look, if we can't give people some stuff they can use immediately, uh, I don't want to do it. So I think we've done a pretty good job at that. Uh, you know, you get feedback, but can you share any of the feedback that you get uh, on uh, on this particular podcast, which 
stars Ford Taylor and his sidekick. <laughs> well, here's the good news. On this particular podcast, we don't have any stars, which makes it a lot more fun. because We don't have to worry about living up to something. Um, yeah, I, I've been speaking quite a bit, you know, back on the travel train again, and, and I have gotten a lot, of feed, a lot of feedback, and a lot of it's been really, really good. I, I spoke three times out in Redding, California, um, was it last week or the week before? I don't know. All the times run together. And at the end, the the host, you know, basically pointed out that the two speakers, and each of us spoke three times, that neither one of us brought up anything about our material, you know, how to, how to find it. And so uh, he asked us to come back up and share, how do you find out more? Okay. And so we, you know, uh, so we got back up there and we, you know, we told them websites and books and you know how, how to find out more and I said you know and I got this podcast I started doing last year when COVID hit just to be able to keep helping people well then he took the microphone back and he goes you need to all go sign up for this podcast because all the other stuff Ford just talked about you know you, you have to pay for most of that this is free so you'd all sign up and so and then he gave some affirmations on what he had learned from it and I guess my favorite one was two or three weeks ago my sister-in-law was on the phone with my wife and she asked her, she goes, have you ever listened to Ford's podcast? And Sandra goes, well, yeah. She goes, that's amazing. She goes, I'm just going to start listening to them and let them be my paid counselor from now on. You know? So she goes, I had no idea. And so even my own sister-in-law, so that I think that's probably the, been the most fun one is hearing them talk uh, in the car, you know, when Sandra was on the phone, but yeah, we, we get a lot of, positive feedback. We've been asked, could we do more? You know, a lot of the feedback is, you know, you are giving us things that we can go implement and, and use immediately. Uh, one of the big feedbacks, PW, is that we seem to bring a lot of balance to a lot of out-of-balanced places, you know, whether, you know, the racism one, you know, we've asked, we've been asked to repost it. So we started doing that where people could listen to it again if they didn't sign up before. Uh, you know, the cultural stuff that we've done. And so, you know, I think that's the, the biggest feedback is you're giving us practical stuff that we can use immediately. And it feels like that you two guys are bringing some balance in a world that seems a little bit out of kilter. So that's probably been the two biggest ones. That's good stuff. Ford, before we leave, um, I really am so impressed with this younger generation. I don't like putting titles on them, the X's and the Y's and the W's and all that. Just the young people, the 20-somethings, maybe the early 30s. Um, such great feedback and real-time use of the information. You know, I wish I've said it 50 times. Man, I wish I would have had this information in my 20s. My life would have kind of went in a different trajectory. But uh, kudos to the young folks. No offense to the old folks or the gray-haireds or the silver-haireds. But the young folks grabbing the TL information and really um, uh, digging in and, and wanting to learn more is just highly impressive to me. Yeah, it, it kind of blows my mind. They, they it, it, for them, they, it just makes sense to them. I mean, there's no, they don't have all the old stuff going on. Well, that won't work. That won't work. They don't have all that because they're new, you know, entering the workplace. They're new in their marriages. And they've watched us old gray hair guys make our mistakes. And so I encourage them to get linked up with an old gray hair guy who's willing to admit that they made their mistakes. 
uh, learn from their mistakes uh, because you can take information. Uh, I tell them, you know, you're smarter than we are. You can use technology in ways that we would never be able to use it. So learn from our mistakes. Don't don't reject the old gray hair, hair people because uh, there are a lot of gray hairs out there making a big difference in the world who've overcome their mistakes. And, but yeah, it is fun to watch those next generations, how quickly they buy into it. It's funny because after that speaking engagement, one of that group that you're talking about, I mean, came up to me and asked me, would I be on his podcast? And I said, sure. And so I did that. And, and on his podcast, he, he pointed out, he goes, it was funny. He said, I went over to the table because someone else had promoted one of our books. It wasn't me, but the host did. He said, I went over. It was funny that you didn't bring anything with you to sell. He goes, yet the list was the longest for your information of all the stuff that was on the tables. The list was longer asking for that. And, and, I, and I felt bad that we didn't have anything on one hand. Uh, and then on the other hand, uh, you know, those young guys, they're looking for practical, implementable things that can help them be better leaders. And so it's just it's fun to work with that age group. It just is flat out fun. You know, all the instances, the, the case studies, if you will, we, we certainly, uh, with this information forward and uh, in your leadership daily, have the opportunity to love, influence, and transform generations and generations and families and organizations. It's, uh, it's an honor to be a part of it. PW, thank you for doing this. You make this so easy for me because this is not my skill set, as you know. So uh, by you doing what you're doing, it, it, it really is letting us both do it together. So I really appreciate that. And, uh, and, and you're right. It's fun for me, again, to work with different leaders, knowing that, you know, PW, my personal vision statement is to make a hundred leaders who can make a hundred leaders who can make a hundred leaders. And for those in the faith world know that it's really to make a hundred disciples who can make a hundred disciples who can make a hundred disciples that can impact individuals, organizations, cities, and even nations. And so if you look on the website, that's what you'll see. But I found out over the years that the best way to do that is to learn how to unconditionally love, unconditionally forgive, and be dangerously, or as you put it, awkwardly, no, alarming, alarmingly, alarmingly transparent, <laughs> alarmingly. So I found that, that those three things, they can have an impact. And, and as we do those, I found that we learn to love in ways that we never thought we could. And in that place, we don't judge other people based on their socioeconomic economic status, the color of their skin, but real love loves no matter what. And when we do it that way, our influence it, it just something changes our influence up across down like you talked about a while ago the guy that did his own self-assessment our our influence with ourselves and you know pw i personally believe that we have influence with god but when we learn to love that way and our influence goes up what happens is we transform and then we open the door for other people around us to learn from what we've learned and then they get that so yeah we keep on learning to love We'll keep on learning to influence in that place. We'll, we'll keep transforming. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ford Taylor Talks. For more information and resources to help you love, influence, and transform, please visit FordTaylorTalks.com.